Hello, 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 and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh Podcast. So before I go into today's episode, I am delighted to announce that the next intake of the Female Fat Loss Program is now open. So the next intake is starting on the 4th of September, 2023. So this is going to be the biggest intake. This is going to be bigger and better than ever. I've got a new coach to come in and help me as well. So this is perfect for someone if you've tried every diet under the sun, whether it comes from keto, intermittent fasting, someone that you may be very skeptical about the fitness industry. You might have been scammed out of certain clubs. You believe in sins. But the one thing that I would say about this program is it's actually been, been designed by previous clients. And if you're trying to get away from that yo-yo dieting background, trying to get away from that diet starts Monday cycle, this is the perfect thing for you. So what this program is, is a six week program. You'll get weekly check-ins with myself. You will get tailored program with videos. So you've got an option of home workouts uh, that you've got an option of a three day home workout program with videos. You've got an option of a four day gym program with videos, or you've got an option of three day gym program with videos. You can do your own training if you wish but those programs are provided to you you've got tailored calories and macros that are perfectly set for you based off your activity and your needs and your age you have got recipe books which are perfect the brownies in their class you've got a facebook group which is a perfect place for support weekly lives are in there every tuesday and then you've got personalized weekly check-ins with myself so it's it's an amazing program and i would say the last one in April and I haven't run it for April since April because I wanted to make it even bigger and better and I wanted to make sure that it was going to be bigger and better I want to improve things as it grows I'm not just going to stagnate and not let the program grow into what it wants to be so the price of the program for six weeks is very very cheap it is 99 euro so if you're looking for kind of if you're on a budget or you're looking for a lower barrier entry into a program 99 euro you're not going to get it lower the normal price is 149 euro so that will be going up in the next week or so that to, to full price so if you're interested in doing that i wouldn't wait around so if you're interested in working with me in the female fat loss program click on the link in the show notes book your place before it sells out because the last one sold out in a very short space of time and i wouldn't wait around so the biggest thing that i would say is it's not going to be a sin in sight you're just going to get results and pretty relationship with food learn how to train around your cycle, learn about perimenopause, PCOS, endometriosis, all these various different things, and you'll get the results you're looking for. So if you're interested in working with me, click on the link in the show notes and we'll book your space. And we'll see you on the 4th of September. Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh podcast. So today is one of those episodes that I think some a lot of people will try to strive for. And it comes under the umbrella and the term of kind of finding food re- food freedom and it kind of relates back to the previous episode of number 383 around feeling like a failure and this episode is kind of going to talk about overcoming that fear of failure but also food freedom and weight loss and is it possible so it's very very mixed episode I probably could have done two or three episodes out of this i don't know how long this episode's going to take i have a few about three bullet points written in front of me and I'm gonna try and, and talk about it. I think food freedom is one of those things that a lot of people want, but it also comes in very, very di- a lot of different varieties for a lot of different people. Your definition, or sorry, my definition right now would probably be completely different to Mary down the road who has yo-yo dieted for an awful lot of time in her life. Now, 
that's not to dismiss what Mary is doing. That's not to dismiss what I'm doing. It's just, it's very, very person dependent. We all have variety of needs and varying needs. We all have varying emotional needs, but we also have very, very different lives. And food has been that one constant in our lives. And even if you think about when we were a kid or when we were getting breastfed, when we cried or we got emotional, what was the first thing that was given to us? It was either breastfeeding or it was when we were kids, we were given certain foods to that when we were good or we were taken away from when we were misbehaving. So that, that positive reinforcement or the negative reinforcement loop has been created as a kid. And that's no fault of, of our parents or whatever it may be. It's just what society was. And this whole food freedom thing sounds amazing. It really, and it's it's enjoying your favorite food. It's enjoying your meals out. It's enjoying your nights out without any food guilt. It's honoring your hunger. It's honoring your fullness and never, never ever going for those stupid fad diets that are out there. But the big thing that what people think about it is, well, what if I fail? What if it doesn't work for me? What if I can't stop eating? What if I can't stop eating those foods, those donuts, those pastries, the chocolate or whatever it may be. And that fear of failure can be paralyzing for an awful lot of people. And something that I see often with some clients and they kind of come work with me on their initial phone calls and when they want to work with food freedom. And I get it. A lot of people who have a long history of dieting hold themselves up to an unrealistic expectation, an unrealistic set of standards such as eating like a bird or eliminating eliminating more foods that you can count. So some things like you might say is I can't have bread. I can only have bread on the weekends or I will only have salads for my lunch, even when I'm out for my mates, even though I want something else. Or, <clears throat> or else I'll say I'll ha- I can only have certain foods at certain times. But that on un- that unrealistic standard or that unrealistic expectation of yourself is what's holding you back. The If the issue isn't food, food's not going to solve it. Now, after failing an awful lot of the diets, how could this food freedom thing work out for you? If you think about it, like the reason why they say people fail diets is a lot of the approaches that people can take and do take involves restriction of some shape or form, but never really address the issues like habits, behaviors, relationship with food, those underlying things. And it's normal. It's totally normal to fail. I think I said this in the last episode that it's, I think this is my personal opinion. doesn't mean it's right. Is that, not wanting to fail or not allowing yourself to fail is a form of arrogance because it's an arrogance that you're above being human like we all fail at things we've all had relationships we've all had things at work we've all had jobs we've all had a load of different things but the one thing that's been constant in your life is food but you can't fail food. Often what fails people is their approach. Often what fails people is their inability to work around or work with their emotions because they've never been taught or just don't want to because it's so uncomfortable. And that's not their fault. But people bring this shame 
guilt cycle on themselves. But if you think about it, some of the most common people or the most popular people you see in society have failed. So let's look at KFC. So Colonel Sanders, this stat is going to be scary, was rejected 1,009 times before someone accepted his chicken recipe. Michael Jordan was cut from his high school basketball team. Um, I have failed numerous times of trying to launch certain products or whatever it may be. I've had different staff members on board. I've had a lot of different things when I thought we're going to work and they haven't. Made a lot of mistakes. But I've used those, that kind of teaching of failure to bring me to where I am now. It's allowed me to live the life that I want. I'm strict on my times on what I do. One of my clients is asking me what was my schedule like for the day on a, on a welcome call yesterday and I showed her my calendar. She's like, that's fairly intense. I was like, yeah, but it allows me to say no to things. I know that I'm finished at this time, that I'm not just going to be working endless hours under the sun. So I know that I'm able to go for my sprints yesterday for football training. I know that I was able to say yes to going for a coffee this morning. I know that I was able to go and see my parents yesterday. So these allows that free, that structure allows me to have that freedom to eat without guilt, without the shame, without the stress. So failure doesn't show you your destination. Rather, it can be simply part of your journey to where you want to go. And instead of being solely focused on the outcome, we need to learn things along the journey, along the way. If you fail a few times, that's totally normal. Who wants to be perfect anyways? Life will be so boring if it was just this straight line. It really would be boring. It's like when Russ Harris talks about it in The Happiness Trap. We can't experience happiness if we can't experience the low times because we don't appreciate it. It's the same thing with the food side of things. These lessons, they allow us to grow. We allow us to understand what worked for us. We allow it allows us to say what didn't work for us. How can we make adjustments and move forward? So when I'm talking to clients and clients are talking about why we they may have emotionally figuring out why did what was that emotion? And sometimes often this blank look or this thing, I don't know. It's like, well, think about it. What was going on for you at that time? And often it's stress. It's loneliness, it's boredom, something like that in the evenings, generally the evenings where it occurs because it's the first time in their day they're actually pausing and reflecting. They're so busy during the day that they don't actually take time for themselves because they don't know how, they don't feel that they're deserving of it. But then when they're, the food thing is either a reward for getting through the day, alcohol could be another thing as well, but if food is the only reward system or alcohol is a reward, the only reward system for you, it's a sign that your reward systems need work. And this whole thing of learning how to eat for you isn't a linear journey. You are supposed to have these lessons and drops in order to learn about yourself. It's not a straight line. You're supposed to have these ups and downs. You're supposed to have these good and bad days. But your bad days don't ultimately define you. They're the days that probably where we need to work on the most because they have provide that great opportunity to learn more about yourself, that relationship with food. So often what happens with people is 
they think the good days they're going to get them to their journey but i can say true and beyond like truly that it's the days that ramp up and the days that are necessary lower mood days they're the ones that are going to stand to you because they're probably there's more stress today they're the ones that are going to be more common they're they're going to be the ones where it's doing something on that day for you that is going to bring you closer to your goal rather than just relying on these perfect days these so-called perfect days so for example if you find yourself emotionally eating can you actually ask yourself what led you to that point what emotions felt so intolerable that you wanted to cover them up how can you handle your emotions directly moving forward instead of turning to food because remember if food if food wasn't the issue food isn't going to solve it and secondly it's important to understand why you fear you why you are holding on to that fear of failure i once had a client like a few years ago i think it was around covid times who held on to a fear of failure with, with kind of learning how to eat because it was easy for her. It felt safe because it wasn't allowing her to move out of her comfort zone. The nerves were wrecked and the nerves were wrecked trying to create these new strategies to improve relationship with food. But by fearing the failure, she had an easy excuse for her low confidence with issues with food. So if you look at the approaches that you've taken that have been new, have you ever fully committed or have they been kind of dipping the toe in the water? On the other hand, we looked at how holding her, how, how, at how holding on to that fear of failure was holding her back so much in life. She wasn't happy. She wasn't living her life by her values. She wasn't able to enjoy meals out with friends. And if, that, if she kept doing what she was doing, nothing would ever change for her. So there's two options that we have when it comes to kind of getting that food freedom for ourselves. And it's number one is fear failure and do nothing. Play it safe, continue to do what you're doing, continue to struggle with your relationship with food, which is fine if that's what you're, you're content with. Or we can go with the other option, which is fear failure, but do something, which is getting out of your comfort zone, taking responsibility for your own happiness, wellness and health. Go to bed at peace knowing that you at least tried to not wallow in that fear to try and that you've done something today that you can be proud of if you want to get live a life of food freedom you have to try new things you have to be throw yourself into it because ultimately by not trying these new things you're ironically failing already you have to try new things and change your behaviors and mindset around the food because food isn't the issue it's how we see ourselves being projected onto that food. And doing this can be absolutely nerve-wracking. But what have you got to lose? This is your life. You're the only person that will let you down by not trying to do it for yourself. If you want to be that leader of, of example with your kids, they're watching you. And if you never go after something that you want to go to, they're watching that. They're learning that that's okay. And if you're content with that, that's cool. But you need to get excited about the future. Imagine having that food freedom, being able to spend, Mark Manson talks about, you've spent a certain amount of fucks to give in a day. Spend them wisely. And I know for certain with food, I enjoy food too much to give it such bandwidth. But I've had to do an awful lot of work on it. And every day is a lesson to be learned. It's learning, right, do I want this food? Do I need this food? If I want this food, I'll have it, but I'm going to pause for 20, 30 minutes. Right, there's a chocolate bar here beside me. 
I'm going to have some fruit here beside me first. Have the, the fruit and see if I still want the chocolate bar. Now, that's still a lesson that I'm learning. You never stop learning when it's about food. You never stop learning about you and how you understand yourself. Because these emotions can be new. These emotions can come out of everywhere. These stories, these belief systems that we have around ourselves are so deep ingrained that they can only come to the surface at certain times. Because we're so good at, as humans, it's protecting yourself. We want to protect ourselves as feeling safe. And when these emotions kind of come up through in the evenings, when we're on our own, when our head is racing, we don't want to deal with them. And we push them down even further and then they ramp back up. It's kind of like uh, like uh, putting, getting a Coke bottle and putting a Mentos into uh, the bottle. It's just going to implode. That's exactly what happens every time. You need to get excited about your future by having this better relationship of food. Instead of dwelling on over the what ifs, I will probably fail anyway. What's the point? That's you putting your self-worth and how you see yourself ahead of your own, own health. We need to replace that drama with positive, motivating thoughts that support your journey. And it takes just as much effort to focus on positive as it does the negative thoughts. The negative thoughts will probably come up quicker but the positive thoughts do take effort to bring up. So why why not do it for yourself? Why not do a favor for yourself and change that inner dialogue in your head? Your level of focus determines your level of effectiveness. But if you solely, solely focus on failure, you'll get really, really good at achieving failure. If you go into the next fad diet that you've you've picked out of whatever it is or that next slimming club thing that, that you've joined and you set, you're going in I'm going to fail it anyway well guess what's going to happen but if you go into it the, I can see a difference in the clients that would potentially are a little bit sceptical nervous about the approaches that I take and every single one is tailored to them I'm meeting them at the level that they're at and trying to win the next step I remember having a phone call yesterday with uh, one of my clients one to one clients who is actually coming back and she's like, her big thing was she wasn't able to go into a shop without feeling nervous or anxious. Now, that is scary for her. But she messaged me yesterday and we were talking on the phone call yesterday. And she's like, I'm able to go into a shop now and, and get whatever I want. I'm able to go down every aisle knowing what I want and still get my foods that I enjoy. And she's coming back now because she feels ready to take the next step. But if you focus on achieving failure, you're going to get it. But if you focus on eating without guilt, making peace with food and living a life that you want, you'll be a lot more effective at replacing your, improving your relationship with food. If you want to be able to have that ice cream, if you want to be able to have those few drinks, if you want to be able to have that takeaway, you want to be able to have those meals out, you want to be able to have those chocolate, you want to be able to keep the ice cream or the chocolate in the house and without eating it all at night. This is all possible. It does take time. So you have to be patient, but it will take less time than the 30, 20, 10, 15 years that you've struggled with eating patterns so far. So instead, like, we all emotionally eat. It's what makes us human. That failure thing is driven by perfection. And the perfection thing is driven by the inability to accept that you are human. 
So instead of feeling anxious about how far away these goals feel, what if you ask yourself, what's one small step can I do today in this present moment right now that would help you get there? These small steps win over time. It is possible. It is possible to do it. And one of the things that kind of, one of the most common questions I get on social media is food freedom and weight loss. Is it possible to do it? And I get asked this question all the time on social media. I get all the all the questions based off whatever content I put out. Like, how can I achieve food freedom and lose weight? How do I eat intuitively while losing weight? How can I not count calories and lose weight? And should I improve my relationship with food after I lose weight? And there's some people will say you can't. Some people will say you can and I personally don't think there's any problem with people wanting to lose weight. Personally. If it's the right narrative behind it. If it's a narrative of I hate my body. Then I don't see it as a positive. Because it's a negative connotation to potentially towards a positive outcome. Like if you're looking to train to burn fat. Well, you don't burn fat when you're training. You burn calories, but it's still a negative connotation. Instead, train to get strong. Instead, train to build muscle. Instead, train to feel good. To train for your mental health. Like society makes weight loss a mainstream thing. It can, it can glorify, unfortunately, this thin ideal for women and can associate success and worth the looks and body size. There are adverts on TV, social media, with a lot of these thin body ideals. And they're, like the big thing is I would say is the thin idea and equating women's body size and looks to worth has been ingrained in us and as a society for, from, by media from children to right now. Like if you look at, anything on social media or the accounts that you're following what does it say but a lot of times i can see is that people will say they want to lose weight but they generally mean something else it often comes with the feeling of that they want to be accepted or feel confident if i deep, deep when i talk to clients i try to get them small wins at the beginning when we dig down into a little bit more, we're kind of like, well, what, why do you want to lose weight? It's like, well, I want to lose weight. No, I don't, no, there's a little bit more to it. And they're like, well, I want to feel confident or I want to feel accepted. We want to feel validated. They're the main ones that kind of come through more and more and more. Maybe people feel it's the only way that, that others will be proud of them. And generally the list, there's an endless list of reasons. I'm a general believer that fad diets don't work i'm a general believer that you can have your favorite foods and still lose weight i genuinely believe if you are trying to change your body out of hate it won't work i genuinely believe that restriction does not work long term I genuinely believe you don't have to count calories to lose weight. 
I genuinely believe that you can find food, f- food freedom by focusing on working on through your emotions. So can you lose weight by eating intuitively? Can you lose weight by food, fight food freedom? I would say yes. And what can happen is that you lose weight and it is possible to lose weight while focusing on meal structure, eating three meals, two or three snacks a day. And unfortunately, a lot of people and the majority of people who diet end up gaining back all the weight loss while dieting on these fad things and maybe even gain more, which can get to them and can get them above their where they want to be initially can knock your confidence and knock your beliefs around yourself. And an additional top of that, there might be an additional emotional eating element to it where women are not in touch or people are not in touch with honoring their needs because they're great. I genuinely think people are very good at giving themselves to everyone else before they honor themselves, which has been taught to you. Or you've learned it from maybe something has happened in childhood where you've had to be the the one that kind of raises the family. I can see that on a regular basis now. But that's one that's understanding where my clients are at. That's understanding the belief system habits. That's having difficult conversations with people. Some people may not be ready to go there. So there's another outcome that might happen is that you maintain your weight. Most people don't have a weight loss problem. You've lost weight before. Most people have a maintenance problem that they can't maintain the weight because they go for these silly fad diets over and over and over again. Maintaining weight is very possible from going for that regular meal, food freedom side of things. And the amazing part of maintaining your weight and getting food freedom is that it's a lot more effortless. You don't have to stress over what and how much and how much food you eat. You don't have to save up or bank calories or earn food. It's allowing you to have that freedom of just focusing on some sort of structure. And it's a lot more, it brings fun and enjoyable, makes the food a lot more enjoyable and how it should be. But then there's the other element of, well, what happens if I gain weight? Well, gaining weight when intuitive eating or gaining weight when focusing on regular meals, it it may happen. It, it can happen for some. And I know people are saying, well, that's counterintuitive to what I want to go. But I would kind of like, well, are you focusing on weight loss? Or are you focusing on the energy of having food freedom? They're both possible. But I think one comes before the other. If you have a better relationship with food first, but then maybe you can go and actively lose weight. But I think the goal has to be part of trying to lose weight. And now that might sound counterintuitive, but I'd be like, well, you've tried losing weight previously when never addressing the issues with your food. And the issue isn't food, it's how you see yourself. This whole thing of, it's important to realize that all of this is possible. Dropping that fear of failure, dropping that those rules around food and adopting food freedom. Will it take time? Yes, probably take less time than it has taken you to probably feel safer, more like happier with your body. But if it's all about weight, you're going to be disappointed. The weight will change. Weight will go up and down. 
the scales does not measure fat loss. The scales only measures your weight. It does not measure, measure your self-worth. It doesn't measure your fat loss. The scales will go up and down. So if you're having food freedom, and what I mean by food freedom is you're enjoying those meals out and you're going out for dinner and you step on the scales or you're, and you step on the scales the next day and it goes up. Well, what was your expectation beforehand? That it wasn't going to go up? Of course it was going to go up. You've had more food. You've probably had a little bit more alcohol. You've probably had a little bit more water that it was going to go up. But that doesn't mean that it hasn't worked. Did you enjoy yourself? Did you enjoy the people you were with? Did you enjoy spending time with your family? Did it add to your life? Did it add to your values? If that's the case, well, then was it not worth it? Just because the weight goes up, I can tell you an experiment right now that will make your weight go up and it's, and it just shows you how easy it will change. So if you step on a scales, completely fasted, having gone to the bathroom for number two, step on the scales, then within about an hour and a half, two hours, drink about two liters of water and a liter and a half of water, step on the scales again. The scale should go up and it should go up considerably. Now you've done nothing wrong other than drink water. So does that necessarily mean water is bad? Does that necessarily mean that you're a bad person for having drank water? No, because we know that we need water. Can you die from too little water? Yes. Can you die from too much water? Yes. So once again, does that make water bad? The models that a lot of people tend to go for are the more extreme models of restriction versus mass destruction when they're overeating but it's somewhere in the middle and that middle middle ground is what tends to get people to where they want to go it's the extreme things that are and that extreme viewpoint on food and everything around it is what is the issue those rigid rules that you have those rigid rules and unattainable measures that you put on yourself are what the issue is the scales isn't the issue. The food isn't the issue. Food freedom is possible. Looking at how and feeling how you want is possible. But you must understand that it will take time. And if you want to address these, click a link in the show notes. If you want to start this process and start this journey and want to start off with doing the female fat loss program we can and we can teach you how to have those weekends have those that food freedom for yourself and understanding that the fluctuations will happen and spot those trends so education is provided a lot of things that you have done before probably when you're listening to this have the education hasn't been there it's like oh you shouldn't weight change it's going to make you gain weight it's like no it's not going to make you gain weight so if you're interested, click a link on the show notes. So for the Female Fatless Program, which starts on the 4th of September, or else you've got the one-to-one coaching. So I really, really hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have, leave a review up on iTunes, leave a review up on Spotify, click a link on the show notes, and I really hope that you have enjoyed it. Thank you so much.